Welcome to The Coaching Podcast with Simon Blair and Emma Doyle, the show that explores how to coach for success in both sport and business. Hello and welcome to The Coaching Podcast. I'm Emma Doyle here with my good friend and colleague, Chris Suter, um, fellow tutor and um, uh, has his uh, business, um, uh, The Service Box, box and um, does a lot of work working with Judy Murray with Tennis on the Road and is an LTA um, uh, learning facilitator, we call it, tutor, over here. Um, So three quick questions for you. The first one's the Vegemite question. You either love it or you hate it. What's your take? Hey, never tried it. Ah, so I'm going to have to send you one. Yeah, I've literally I've heard people talk. Anyone, yeah. Anything anyone says, you either love or you hate. I yeah. kind of, naturally, I'm not big on risk, so yeah. I just don't, don't go yeah. for it. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never yeah. tried it. Interesting. Okay, so that way you can now choose either your best coaching moment um, and what were the, the lessons learnt from that or your worst coaching moment as a player or as yeah. a coach and, and what's the lesson so from that. Yeah, it's up to you because ah, okay. you... You, you, right. you, you know, you didn't go the Vegemite either okay, way. Your right. choice. So I choose, well, definitely I would choose the positive one. So yeah. uh, my best, I think, best pure coaching moment was when I was working with a girl. She was number one in uh, GB at the time. She's 12 years old. And uh, the weekend before, she'd been part of a team event where she was mixing with girls of under 18 age group as well, which she loved. But driving the minibus home, the under-18 girls confided in me and said that she's really not enjoying all the travelling when she was uh, that young, mm. missing out on birthday parties and so on. Uh, and she was being pushed to play up age groups because she was so good. And uh, so my best coaching moment was that Monday, sitting down with her mum uh, and Joanna. I said her name. And <laughs> she won't mind. And uh, I opened the laptop up and I said, right, you choose this, uh, what you want to take out of the schedule. And she mm. took everything that was the older age group out. Mm. Uh, and there was a bit of a kind of struggle with the powers that be mm. about it. And I said, no, no, it's her, it's her life. And mm. she, it was a big turning point for her. She was happier. She was more motivated in training she got to do the social thing so for me as a coaching moment I think that was uh, the best one yeah awesome Um, the next one's the sliding doors question you know when your life's heading one way and something happens or someone happens and you end up turning dramatically left instead of right or or vice versa can you think of one that you could share with us Uh, yeah it's probably going to sound a bit Kiss, uh, Suki, as we would say, but um, when Judy was appointed national coach, it was at a time I'd uh, went into coaching instead of going to university, and my mum was kind of trying to push me towards other things. Uh, and I said, no, I want to go coaching. And I did it for about a year and a half, two years. And I wasn't making a lot of money. I was loving it, but I wasn't making a lot of money. So just about to kind of have that decision, do I go to mm-hmm. university or go down a d- different career? And two things happened. The first one, uh, an indoor tennis center opened in the city that I worked in. So it gave me guaranteed work. And the second thing, pretty shortly after that, Judy became national coach and started to look to put together young teams and so on. And, and I was one of those people yeah, yeah. So it was a big moment yeah yeah fantastic um in one to a maximum of three words what do you think makes a great coach i think that learner yeah definitely big on like just mm-hmm. live live the learning um i think empathy uh, think of yeah think always from their point the player's point of view third word would be yeah, I'm going to go with 
that love of the game or love, you know, just to mm. really love what you do. Mm -hmm. uh, if mm -hmm. you don't love what you do, you're not going to really go push the boundaries. Yeah, and so yeah. yeah. Learning empathy and love, fantastic. Yeah. Um, and finally, we just ask you if you've got a question for us um, on the on the podcast. You know, when you get a chance to meet other successful coaches and yeah. or business business folk mm -hmm. as well, entrepreneurs. What's that one thing that you're always intrigued to want to know more about? Um, if I was to work with somebody at the top end of any industry, I would be curious to know probably again that, that moment in their life that made them go down the road that they did. Uh, because that, that, that type of the stories fascinate me about where they've come from and what made them go mm. down that road. So yeah, that would be a generic question I would ask anyone so mm -hmm. why did you get here what mm -hmm. made you get here mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. fantastic thank you so much for being on the show you're welcome my pleasure hi Emma hi Simon that was a great interview with yeah, Chris yeah really fun he's a really uh, you know it's interesting because he's a learning facilitator in the UK and that's a big part of what I do here in Australia. So it was great to talk to a fellow learning yeah. facilitator about coaching coaches. Yeah. And uh, he really, he's such a passionate guy about tennis, loves talking tennis. Yeah. Like even when we go out for dinner, you know those people that just can't stop, you know, really talking about yeah, yeah. Um, his job because he just he oozes the, the enthusiasm for learning. He's, he is a sponge and just a in, super interesting guy. So, um, so yeah, what was the first thing that jumped out for you in that interview? Oh, well, I loved his um, little story about the junior player. Was player. Yeah. And that when he got in, when he got information that um, yeah from her around the she, tournament, she schedule. wasn't happy. Mm. Uh, he immediately actioned that and mm. just. T release that pressure valve yeah and you know for me that's that whole you know what i took away from that is you know and you see it all the time with kids and you know, no doubt you know in tennis is is renowned for parents i suppose in particular putting yeah or powers their, of beef yeah whoever they should play yeah, up an age group or yeah, then just putting expectations on these kids possibly before they're ready or or not factoring in the implications of those decisions because it yeah. might be the right decision in terms of ability the pure stage correct but, but not socially socially and or, or whatever it is which it was for this for this particular girl yeah and if i could just share um actually after the interview he actually felt compelled to send me a an actual text text message and he wanted to share his worst coaching moment and the, what were the lessons for that. And yeah, I, right. I love the fact that even after the interview, it, he was he's a, he's a deep thinker, so he'd obviously reflected on it and yeah. thought, actually, I had a choice to choose either. You know, he shared one moment. He said, I really want to share this this moment. So Great. he was um, – so this is what the text message said. So uh, my girl was very shy and introvert, um, and that was the opposite to the opponent she was playing. So I suggested that when the match got tight, she should give out a fist pump and a yell to throw her opponent off her focus. So it reached a tiebreaker in the first set, and at three all in the tiebreak. So the, the uh, yeah. talking like a Leighton Hewitt sort of style of yeah. fist yeah. pump, come on. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> just so our audience can get their head around what. Um, okay, so, um, so it was three all. Okay, so and then three all in the tiebreaker in the first set, and his girl won the point and let out a huge Come on! I clenched the fist towards her opponent. 
Right. Now, this was so out of character for his introverted player that the that the opponent burst out laughing <laughs> and that his girl became so embarrassed that she lost the tiebreak 7-4 and the second set 6-love. Oh. Now, he straight away says, you know, he takes ownership. He says, yeah. when she came off, I couldn't apologise more as it was obvious that my advice, what my advice had done for her. A negative moment but a powerful lesson for him in working with girls that he really wanted to share for mm. our listeners. Oh, so, he would have been cringing inside watching oh, that unfold. Imagine. The moment he's realising it and the, the, how just inauthentic it would have been. In, yeah. As, as, which is what the opponent reacted to. And yeah. Obviously, he would have immediately seen that and noticed yeah. it as well. And, and he, But his player also is, is wanting to please his co- the course. coach. She went and ahead so and did it. She went ahead and did it. It, it is a critical time at 3-all in a, in a tiebreaker of the first set. And, you know, it really comes back to knowing your player, doesn't it? Yeah. And because we're, we're not saying that that doesn't work. At times it does work. It's just. Especially for introverts, I think. You, yeah, tell it. Well, you, you, you're, you know, I'm, I'm extrovert. You obviously, as we've spoke about before. Well, actually. You were introvert. <laughs> yes. Growing we're, up. We're introvert, very shy kid. Um, hey, I do a podcast and I like to talk and I'm, I stopped giving a crap a long time ago and, uh, and so far more extroverted now. Um, actually, this is a little bit of an aside, but uh, only about three days ago, I saw uh, a thing on Facebook which gave a name to that sort of introvert-extrovert crossover, and it's an ambivert. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ambivert. And I thought, that's me. Incredible <laughs> 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 about it. It was like, cool. oh, oh re- revelation. And the ability mm. to, therefore, as a, uh, yeah, and I th- that's it's a key thing for me as a coach to be able to relate very very strongly to introverts because I've been there in those moments you know embarrassment and mm. being so self-conscious and I'm very good at seeing that reflected in in the even the phys- uh, the physicality yeah. the body language cues uh, of, of someone and yeah you gotta as introverts, and this is, you know, the battle between introverts and extroverts. Extroverts don't necessarily understand the introvert, but the introverts understand the extrovert because mm. the introvert are, are observers. Yeah, yeah and they're, they're watching, listening. They're and listening. They're, they're paying mm. attention. Uh, and so mm. they're typically better at reading subtle mm. sort of cues. There is a great book actually on that as well called, I think it's called Quiet. Have you read that one? No, I haven't, haven't read that. Yeah, well, maybe we'll put the link up on the, yeah, on the Facebook definitely. page. All, look, my understanding of all that stuff has come from my, my corporate life in doing Myers-Briggs um, which is the, the driven, uh, built on the back of Carl Jung's, um, mm. uh, you know, studies into personality types. And uh, so anyway. what are your four letters? Uh, ENFP. No way. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. You should do the test again. I'm an ENFP. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> wow. There you go. I'm, I'm totally an ENFP. Uh, but the only yeah, the only the thing I, it's the, the, I, the I and the E. Yeah. But, uh, so the, I've been three times I've been tested. Uh, the first time introvert and not not massively. Mm, mm, yeah. Uh, but the second two times, well, the second time, literally, what zero? I think it is on their scale because mm-hmm. it was literally mm-hmm. in between. Yeah. And and then the third time, just over, just over, and it was way. a couple of mm. years in between, mm. and. Um, and that that was also true in terms of my own journey and that, yeah, you know where you're at, where stage I was of at, life. And, and that 
there was mm. no debating that. But yeah, ENFP, mm. uh, that's um, mm. interesting. So there you go. So any any listeners out there who uh, understand what we're even talking yeah. about, well, put your letters up. Let put us your know. letters up. Um, interesting. I'm always interested. You know, I think what makes a great coach are the many different combinations of letters. Yeah. Uh, so I Absolutely. don't think there's certain uh, a prototype that makes a good coach. It's I just no. didn't even realize that we'd be exactly the same because wow. we do, you know. And again, we we get along great, but we do have different differing views on certain things. Absolutely. So yeah, is, it's just yeah. Um, well because obviously our <laughs> you know Experience. experiences correct. Uh, you know. Um, Nature versus versus nurture, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and gender, but and that's, gender. that's for another. <laughs> oh, there is that. Let's let's not go there. Let's yeah. not open up that can of worms. Yeah. Um. um so let's yeah. sliding doors and look. He's now does a lot of great work with uh, tennis on the road, which is actually literally tennis equipment in a van. They drive to certain parts of Scotland, um, potentially underprivileged areas, and 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 basically teach tennis to the masses. Wow. And he's. You know, him That's and Judy fantastic. Murray doing an, an incredible job with that Tennis on the Roads program. And, uh, you know, he, he, he has that sliding doors moment like, hey, mum and dad, I want to coach. And they're going, oh, mm. coaching? I mean, even especially um, when I was first starting out in my career, the number one question I used to get asked is, well, well what else do you do? Like, uh, or like, what, what do you mean? As in, is get a that real full, job? Yeah, like, is that is that full time? Like, you what can do you make have, money doing that? Yeah, is, what do you do with the rest yeah. of your day? Like, yeah. so uh, you know, obviously the 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 industry's changed a lot since then. But you know, choosing whatever path you go down and having people like you know, obviously, you know, I'm a huge fan of, of Judy Murray and her work, and mm. for have someone like that believe in in you know in a young person as is which is what happened with him, and uh, it set him out on a path now that, you know, those two work very, very closely together and they do a fantastic job. So uh, Yeah, um, and I liked how with his What Makes a Great Coach, the three things, uh, to be a learner. Or live the learning. Live the learning, uh, empathy and, and loving what you do. Yeah. Um, and that empathy component uh, was really what came through loud and clear uh, listening to him talk about you know, his, yeah. his handling of both in the Situations. text message you read out yeah. and his, his story about the, the 12-year-old playing That's up right. with, uh, what, under-18s. Yeah, and, he lives it. He yeah. lives that, yeah. And, and so really good uh, to hear the, the practical demonstration of empathy. Absolutely. Um, with those examples. Come through, so, yeah. yeah. And now we'll throw it back to you, our audience. He wants to know your sliding doors moment. He's thrown mm. our second question a little bit back on us. Yes, and said, well, you know, that's what, why, why has your career gone the way it has? And what's yeah. been that defining moment? So should we, should we put that back on the audience oh, today? Absolutely. We want to hear from you guys. So And girls. And girls. Oh, I always say that. You're on to me again. I'm always on to Emma in her language. Guys, I, I, I use that in a universal way. Of course but... you do. That's why I'm here. Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm here, everyone Am out I there. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Guys, gals, every, guy, I'd say everyone's a guy. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I just think that we should always be mindful of our language, especially when dealing with a group of young, just girls only. Yep. If you've got guys only, then fantastic. They're, they're guys. Like, come over here, guys. But there's so many other empowering words we can use, like team, like my um, Red Bull champions. Hey, you. Bring it in. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Not. Uh, yeah, this is Love just the, all. the bogan country <laughs> and my co-host coming out there. Chris will enjoy oh. that. He's uh, – he's, oh. 
Yeah, Chris doesn't mind a bit of banter, so he'll enjoy that we're we're kind of paying out on each other on this episode. So excellent. So yeah, we'd love to hear from uh, from you guys um, and girls and girls <laughs> about what your sliding door moment is. I think you need to coach me better. It's not really working. <laughs> Correct. You're right. You know, I need to find another who, way. Whose fault is this? <laughs> Um, Well, I take responsibility, you take responsibility. Collaborative. Exactly. 100%. We'll workshop that off (laughs) air. I may get slapped. (laughs) Thank you, Chris, for your time and everything you do in the industry. Thanks, Simon. No worries, Emma. Cheers. The Coaching Podcast is proudly brought to you by Five Degrees, Australia's number one in quality monitoring and coaching for contact centres. And thanks to emmadoyle.com.au, speaker, mentor and performance coach.